Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Uh, this is Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast, and I am your host, Brandon Cruz. And with me today, I have a very special guest. He runs the At Night Gallery on Twitter, and he runs his own blog. A, a, a great a great presence out there on Twitter. He has wonderful articles. Uh, but Paul, welcome. Great. Uh, thank you, Brandon. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, so, so why don't you why don't you tell us a little about yourself? I, I kind of did the you know I squandered my chance to give you a great introduction, but uh... oh no no that's okay. <laughs> there, there isn't really a whole heck of a lot to say. But uh, the, the uh, uh, in, in my case, I'm uh, I'm I'm a writer and an and an editor, and uh, I've uh, just always had uh, obviously been a great fan of uh, Twilight Zone uh, for you know I can remember seeing the reruns when I was a kid and just getting completely hooked on the show and um my uh, my brother and i growing up we were always uh, bantering quotes back and forth not only from twilight zone but from all kinds of shows right. and, and uh so i don't know why we just sometimes we almost communicate with quotes from movies and tv shows so <laughs> and and i love behind the scenes info and and learning about uh how things were made and and what went into the creative process and so i've just uh, in addition to having see, having seen the show a lot, which I know obviously many fans have, I've I've just read a lot about Rod Serling and and not only Twilight Zone but also his other his other works, the the teleplays that he did before Twilight Zone and Night Gallery, right? Which is where the name of the um, the name of my uh, Twitter page and my uh, blog uh, came from. Yes, um, some people aren't even aware that he had another show. Uh, and uh, so uh, it's it's and interestingly enough, I, I oddly enough, I actually started the Twitter page kind mm-hmm. of on a whim with the thinking that I would be sort of evangelizing for Night Gallery, which <laughs> sort of gets, you know, short shrift. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but over time, uh, it just developed into kind of a, uh, a celebration of all things Serling. So that's that's kind of where it stands today. So, yeah, but that that's that's awesome because so full disclosure i for a long time didn't know that night gallery was a thing um mm, and, and actually i'd say actually in the last five years that's when, yeah five years ago about is when mm-hmm. when i first heard about it my my father-in-law um he got me the the dvd set and he's like you love rod serling you should you should check out this show as well mm. um so so i did well, and I dig that's it. great that yeah that that's terrific that that you got a chance to watch it that way because they did a uh, and I realized that I will <laughs> just mention very briefly because I know we have other things <laughs> to talk about here but I was just gonna say they they did quite a uh, butchered uh, editing job for the syndicated version of night gallery and actually the one that was broadcast on TV which is how I first saw it um, was uh, wasn't didn't really represent the the show very well. And so a lot of people, if they do know it, know it by the syndicated version, and it's not really very flattering. They, uh, but hey, maybe we'll do another podcast on that sometime. <laughs> well, uh, if you ever if you start up your own podcast, your Night Gallery podcast, I'll there you go. I'll, I'll guest on it. Uh, that would be terrific. <laughs> uh, love to have you on there. Yeah, sure. sweet, sweet. Um, all right, man. Well, uh, you ready? You ready to get into the, the episode? Yeah, happy to. Sure. All, all right, cool deal. Uh, this this week is. Uh, of course, the four of us are dying. Originally aired January first. Happy New Year, nineteen sixty. It's uh, it was directed by John Brom, who uh, he directed five episodes in that first season alone. 
Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and wound up actually being more than any other director by the end of the series. Yeah. That. So. I'll, I'll add that. I'll add that to my notes. The statistics. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did like thirteen episodes, which Jeez. is more than any other. So. Um, Jerry Goldsmith uh, was did did a lot of the music for this this episode. Right. Um, yeah. And then so. We'll, we'll get into this a little bit later uh, in more detail, or maybe we can just do it now. But so the mm-hmm. teleplay was Rod Serling did the teleplay based off of a short story, uh, All of Us Are Dying right. by George Clayton Johnson, who right. mm-hmm. who co wrote uh, Logan's Run, the first Star Trek episode that was aired, right. and uh, m- among other episodes, uh, Execution for one. Um, mm, that's right. But uh, yeah, you, you're, you're telling me before we started recording just uh, a little bit about the differences right do you should we get into the synopsis first and then go into the differences later or uh yeah if you if you, uh if you want to give your synopsis that might actually lead into you know where where some of the differences came in okay um yeah all right all right okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> either way i mean i can well i can tell you i mean it it because uh, that was actually one of the first uh with uh you know i've done that at this point three uh blog posts so far that have compared the short story that Serling based an episode on with the episode itself. And it's interesting to see just how different they were. The uh, George Clayton Johnson would go on to write, uh, as I'm sure you know, some uh, terrific episodes yeah. uh, for the series, uh, Penny for Your Thoughts and Kick the Can and, and Nothing in the Dark. But uh, at this point, he had not written anything for TV. He, he'd written some short stories. And uh, this was one that his agent uh, submitted to Twilight Zone, and Serling saw, uh, bought it, thought it had some great potential, and it really just had the basic idea of a guy who could change his face, Um, but it was nothing like the detail that we get um, in the final one. It was really just this guy who was going around, and we don't even really know until halfway through that he's changing his face. All of a sudden, he'll, he'll encounter people and they'll just start calling him a different name, and you sort of realize that for some reason they think he's this other guy. Because obviously uh-huh. this is a, it's a written medium, so you're not seeing anything. Right. Um, and there doesn't seem to be any real rhyme or reason to it. Um, he does wind up meeting the same kind of a grisly end, but it's because he pulls into a, a gas station, and the attendant recognizes him as somebody that he vowed to get revenge on, and he winds up like bludgeoning him with a gas pump handle. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, which, why yeah. couldn't we keep that in there <laughs> yeah really that's uh now that's what we would get in 2016 but yeah. you know in 19 1960 we we, we were going to get something uh you know maybe perhaps a little less uh graphic i don't know yeah and um but sterling t- is as as was his uh usual practice um uh, was very good at uh, supplying characterization and motivation yeah and uh and he turned it into the story of this man who was, um, as he says in his introduction, had a master plan to destroy some lives, um, which is really, you know, he needed that kind of motivation to, to usually to write a first class script. Right. And um, and so he knew, you know, I think when he read Johnson's story, which it, which is very good, um, you know, what it would take to turn it into a Twilight Zone. So. Sure, sure, sure. All right, that that's awesome. That, that's good. That's good background information mm-hmm. to have. Uh, yeah. Be- because they, um, I don't I don't know about the the story itself, but you know, in this episode, they have you know he has very specific motivations through throughout the course of the show. Right. Um, yeah. 
Whereas, uh, so well, well, I guess we'll get into the synopsis a little bit. Uh, sure. So the the main character is Arch Arch or Archie Hammer. Ar- yeah. Well, yeah, Arch, and sometimes people say Archie, but it's usually Arch. Yeah, Arch Hammer. Got gotcha. Uh, yeah. So so Arch Hammer is we find out very quickly is a guy who is able to change his face, um, mm-hmm. as as alluded to earlier, uh, and he does this usually by. Um, obituaries so there'll be there'll be a picture in the obituary and there'll be you know the the lines about him uh right so so the first thing that arch does is he goes to a a, a nightclub he takes the face of a um what's that gentleman's Uh, name musician uh uh, johnny uh, johnny Johnny foster Foster, right johnny foster so so as johnny foster he goes into a a nightclub and and there's a a beautiful woman singing and and she she sees him and She's like, Johnny, Johnny. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> Are you a ghost? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what she asked him. Yeah. And I, it's not the first time he's asked that, you know, right. Right. Uh, yeah. And so it, it turns out that she's confused because Johnny was killed in a, uh, a train wreck. He was hit right. by a, or he was in a car and the train hit him. Mm-hmm. Um, and rapidly we find that she, she loves him and right. she's, she wants to run away with Johnny. Mm-hmm. So Arch in the Johnny face, um, he goes outside and he's like, you know what? I've never been, I've never been loved. I've never really been loved like that. Right. So that's when the motivation kicks in that he wants to run away with her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So- although, although it's interesting, I, I, you know, in, in, <laughs> in rewatching it, I, um, you know, if, if, if he'd been a sympathetic character and been like, you know, oh, Jesus, this wonderful, you know, she loves me or or Johnny and I'll learn to love her. You know, maybe then we would have felt sorry that it didn't work out. But yeah. he, but he's like, yeah, why not a beautiful dame? You know, <laughs> yeah. and you remember he says that he's like, why not a beautiful dame? You know, almost kind of like, hey, I'm entitled. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's... You know, which which makes you feel even worse for poor Maggie, who genuinely loves this guy and he's just like yeah sure i deserve a beautiful day you know, as he puts it <laughs> yeah i mean well, so. who who doesn't i mean i know yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yes yeah, and i'll i'll get into that a little bit uh later but you know like the, the selfishness obviously uh, about yeah. that you know sure. um so so johnny arch as johnny decides uh okay you know what i need to get some money so the next person he takes takes the appearance of is a virgil sterig Mm-hmm. A, a mobster who died and so he goes to see the the main mobster Pinnell uh, mm-hmm. the the one who presumably killed Virgil yeah or at least had the orders to you can get the impression he's kind of like the crime boss who had it had him uh, you know his goons probably do the job yeah and uh, so he goes there and basically threatens Pinnell and is giving all these these details which side note a lot of the details are kind of, I don't know how you'd get that level of detail from an obituary. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe too deep in reading into it too deep, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but he, he basically, uh, he basically is trying to get the mob boss to give him money. Right. Right. Yeah. And he basically, you know, helps himself, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the boss, of course, just like Maggie is astonished. You know, and they can't understand why he's suddenly materialized here. You know, did someone fish you out of the river? You know, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah somebody fished me out of the river. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's like, you know, so, yeah, he rifles through his desk and he says, you know, uh, yeah, 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 you know. Uh, and the boss tells him, you know, your 
your cut's 20%. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's what my cut's supposed to be. But for <laughs> but for floating face down in the river, I charge interest, you know, and, yeah. and basically informs him that he's going to take every dime that he's got there. So, and uh, then, yeah. He, fleas yeah <laughs> yeah fleas fleas very rapidly right uh, right uh and which which brings us to personality number three uh mm-hmm. so he runs down an alley he's getting he's getting chased down by the mobsters um and he's like oh no i just i can change my face i just have to think i just have to think right and there's there's a an advertisement for you know a poster for a, a boxing match and so that's mm-hmm. where he sees the face of andy marshak right and so he's like got it the mobsters run up and they like, Oh, sorry, we got the wrong guy. Yeah. 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 What a great, uh, (laughs) which, which is interesting too, because you know, uh, when you think about it, that what happens in that scene kind of sets up what happens at the end there, because that's the first time that you see first of the two times, obviously that you see him in the situation where it's like, yeah, he can just change his face, but it's not as easy as just snapping your fingers. He's got to, as he puts it, concentrate. Right. And he obviously can't be under pressure. You know, if he's all rattled, he can't, he seems like he can't do it. He's got to think of a specific face. Yeah. You know, he can't just, you know, it's, uh, which sets us up for the final scene then. So exactly. Um, and, and, and as, so which the final scene, um, well, we'll get to that in a sec. But as as Andy, he's he he start he gets away from the mobsters. He's walking away, and he sees a a newspaper, like kind of like newsstand guy, mm-hmm. uh, an old, an older gentleman. The older right. gentleman rec- recognizes him, and it turns out that he is the father of the real Andy Marshak. Yes. And we quickly find out that the father hates Andy Marshak. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they obviously have some incredibly horribly bad family history yeah yeah. um you know you know you ran out on your mother you ran out on this on that poor innocent girl (laughs) evidently he's jilted some some you know girl that i maybe was engaged to him or something who knows but yeah i mean sounds like he's not picking good people to (laughs) no (laughs) clearly not yeah yeah um and uh so tells the old man he's crazy whatever and he and he runs off he goes back to his hotel room um and that's when a, I believe, an investigator, like a right, a like a de- like a detective or police detective, comes, um, to um, to escort him out. Right, and so they go down. They go downstairs, and so he he turned back into uh, Arch at this point in time. Um, yeah, and yeah, so it was Arch when he when they when the detective caught up with him, and uh, he he wants to take him in, and then the, he in order to elude him changes back to andy <laughs> yeah it which which was which was real quick it was almost like a looney tune cartoon right where yeah. where they're like yeah. oh there's a revolving door hey i'm yeah. i'm arch now i'm andy yeah <laughs> right <laughs> um, you get the impression that he when he uh you know that he, that he that he can't just make any face he's got to have seen a face yeah. And as he says, concentrate. And then once, apparently, I think we're supposed to think of one, once it's in his database, so to speak, it's almost <laughs> like his, you know what I mean? It's almost like he's got a catalog in his head of, of looks and names, you yeah. know, and once, once he's done somebody, he can just, just snap him out again, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's interesting how he really, I mean, how you, you do that, right? You, you have, you'd have to have some kind of database like, all right, here's my go-to. 
Right, <laughs> right, right. Arch is uh, presumably his, uh, you know, uh, for, for uh, presumably his 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 real identity. It's obviously his his reset. Right. Uh, but um, as far as we know, you know, because we see we see him as four different people. So, um, which which I'll I'll ask this question once we get to the 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 climax, which is sure. As Andy, he sees the father again, mm-hmm. and and the father basically says that um, it's payback time. Right, right. And, <laughs> and so you've hurt too many people, <laughs> and now you know I'm going to ice you. Well, he doesn't say that, but but he might as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was the time to say ice people. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> and so he's got the the father has the gun pointed at Andy, and Andy's like. Arch is. Ah, I gotta, gotta think. Gotta concentrate. Yeah. I can show. I can show you. I'm not who you think I am. I just gotta right. think. Yeah. Uh, and he's, and he's shot. He's shot. He's yeah. dead. Um, and then of course, uh, Serling's outro talks about Virgil and Arch and Johnny mm-hmm. and Andy, and the four of them are dying. Right. As, and as we we see him cycling through all those identities there. Yeah. So. Um, the the question I was going to pose right before the the. Uh, uh, about the conclusion was, you know, we, we talked about his reset uh, being Arch. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that's maybe that's his original identity. Maybe it's not. Um, right. But the the fact that it was so difficult for him as the Andy persona to even go back to that reset. Right. Right. Like it. Um, and it made me it made me think, and and this is just maybe maybe me reading too far into it, but mm-hmm. we'd never seen him change while somebody's watching him. So, um, right. Mm-hmm. Do we, I mean, we don't necessarily know if, if that's even something that he can do while under pressure when someone's watching him either. So. Yeah. It, it, it's established obviously in that alley scene when he changes to Andy the first time that, uh, and clearly at the end there that if he's, uh, rattled, uh, that, that it seems that, that, you know, whether it's impossible or whether he just, you know, can't seem to settle down enough to do it. He's obviously got to be calm and, like you said, not being uh, watched at the time. So, um, I I had a I have a question about sure identity. Okay, and and the the question is, you know, so he assumes all these different faces, and we we kind of hint at this in our just discussions about you know Arch being his reset. Um, but what about so these are just faces. Is there something more, um, I'll say insidious, but um, negative about taking an actual identity? Faces are one thing, but assuming an identity, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, with Maggie, he was going. His plan was to be Johnny at that point in right. time. Yeah, uh, he figured he'd get the money as Virgil, uh, uh, and presumably, I guess, then have a load of money to run away with with Maggie. So, yeah. Is, is, is him, uh, him taking that identity and actually assuming Johnny rather than just, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, he's Andy for us just a short amount of time. He's Virgil just for just a short amount of time, but actually living the life of somebody else. Um, is mm-hmm. that, is that a far more, ins- I'll say insidious again. Right. Uh, no, action. Yeah, and, yeah I, I know what you mean. And, and, and I, I think that that is really, what because the twilight zone as a whole tended to be 
uh, a very moral universe. Uh, you know, generally speaking, you know, the, 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 you know, the people got their just desserts, whether they were, you know, good or bad. And clearly, uh, Arch, <laughs> if we can consider that his main identity yeah. is, is, is doing a bad thing here. <laughs> um, he, you know, when you, when you stop and think about it, it's like, you know, imagine you had the ability to change your face. Now I, I can't think of the most practical thing that you could do with that, but somehow assuming people's identity so that you could steal money and, 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 uh, and their affections in the case of Maggie, yeah. uh, you know, uh, obviously that, that's not the, uh, nicest thing to be doing, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. sort of toying with people's lives and, uh, for your own, uh, you know, personal gain, uh, you know, so you could say that, uh, you know, that, that it's, it's obviously, a, you know, a type of theft, you know, yeah. he may not be, he may not be doing it with a gun, but he's still stealing something that isn't his. And, you know, so obviously he, uh, the universe, you know, punishes him, uh, there at the end. So, right. Uh, I, so on Netflix, there's uh, Jessica Jones, the, the, the show Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the main villain in that, and this, um, is, uh, is his nickname is the purple man. And, mm-hmm. and basically he, he just, he tells people what to do and then they're under his control, right? He's just kind of stealing their, their agency. Um, right. and so in a way I feel that that's what Arch does in, in this show, right? He, he lures, he lures these people into thinking that he is their loved one. Uh, and and I, I use Maggie because that's probably the the biggest um, the biggest crime the the, the biggest oh, yeah uh, yeah I, I can't think of the word but you know that that's Agreed. that's, that's yeah. the worst part you know yeah because I mean you know nobody feels sorry for Mr. Pennell you know the crime boss who's <laughs> who's who's having his money taken from him who had him murdered oh shucks. Uh, you know oh darn you know <laughs> <laughs> you know but but yeah but you see what he's doing to, to maggie and you feel like oh that, that come on that's 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 terrible you know you, yeah. should, you should be doing to this poor woman she really loved johnny and uh and now she's so you know uh you know as she says when she heard that he was dead that you know it's been nothing but bourbon and blues ever since you know and when we see her, she's singing, uh, you know, one for my baby and one for the road. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, Beverly Garland does such a terrific job in that role. Um, Serling even complimented her afterwards and felt that she had really, um, brought a certain level of, um, pathos and emotion hmm. to the character beyond what was written on the page. You know, he felt that she, he, she really, um, you know, made her, um, you know, a fully fleshed out, you know, quasi tragic figure. Right. Um, in the way she portrayed it. So, and, and, you know, I have to agree. She does a great job. So. Same, same, definitely an agreement yeah. there. Yeah. Um, you, you, so we, we talked about the differences between right. the, the teleplay and the, the story. Um, mm-hmm. what, uh, what other differences are there? I'm sure there, there are many. Um, what are the ones that stand out most to you? I, I would say the, the, the motivation, certainly, um, you know, as I said, it's just, it's just this character, you know, in, in Johnson's story 
which was called All of Us Are Dying, or, or as, as his agent nicknamed it, Rubber Face. <laughs> right, yeah, know? I read that, yeah. Right, yeah. Not the Adam um, Sandler movie. That no, was, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it's interesting that it comes out, this and other stories, too, that, that Sterling worked on, the short stories would very often be just like the basic idea, and um, Sterling would take that idea, in this case, the idea of a man who can change his face, you know, into, into an identity, um, and come up with, you know, there is no, in the short story, there's no, there's no Johnny Foster, there's no Maggie, there's no Andy Marshak, there's, you know, there's, there's none of that. Uh, I mean, it, it's definitely worth reading. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think you can get it for Kindle for, I think you can just buy it by itself. Um, it's definitely worth uh, checking out if only to see the differences. And obviously Johnson's a very capable writer and he would become, um, uh, you know, and then, and then another story of his, uh, Sterling adapted in with execution. Mm-hmm. And then finally when in the second season with, uh, a penny for your thoughts, right. Johnson himself started, uh, drafting him. But, uh, but yeah, it's really just the basic idea. I mean, Sterling supplied all the names, all the characters, um, and, uh, and gave it the, another thing that's interesting about it is, uh, which isn't necessarily part of the story, uh, but uh, I thought it was interesting how uh, this is so thoroughly we see a film noir, yeah, uh, come through in other episodes of Twilight Zone, but never as thoroughly as it does here. I mean, this is um, just very brass, you know, the very brassy soundtrack, yeah. the, the tilted camera angles, the neon signs, yeah, the, those, you know, you, the, those neon signs, uh, yeah. I, that was like one of the, the first things I noticed was just, were they all hand? Were were they all physically there? Like, or was that superimposed? Or it it did, well, it, well the, I mean, because they, they I mean, it wasn't superimposed, but they were. Able, but obviously, they set them up in uh, the, the way that the set was set up. Yeah, they obviously must have just been sort of hanging there, um, without any real relation to to buildings that they were on. You know, because I think in this case they decided. You know, where they were going for a certain kind of atmosphere, yeah. And so having these signs kind of just hanging out there sort of creates a suppression. And I thought it was funny, considering the fact that you have a character here whose whole I- identity is based on being fake. Mm-hmm. And where is he staying? The Hotel Rio. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's you know, my and, first and, note, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we see that sign more than once. It keeps, you know, the hotel real. And I thought, oh, wow, there's nothing real about this guy, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you think about it, which is, you know, maybe what they were sort of a little wry commentary there by having him stay at this place. But yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. All right, Paul. What, so overall, overall, what, what would you give this show, this episode? Uh, well, I, any particular scale or just, it, it's, I mean, it's whatever scale you choose. It, well, I, I, I don't put this in my, you know, I, I, I have, I got, I finally one time broke down and I was going to make a top 10 list and yeah. being such a big fan, I, I couldn't confine myself to 10. And so I wound up making 25. <laughs> and, um, so I, I don't have it up that high. Yeah. Um, but I do, I, for me, it's, it, this is a, it's a solid, uh, show. I think it would, it would be, if you look at all 156 episodes, um, I'm, I'm, you know, if I ever did rank them all, I'm sure that it would be uh, in the top uh, third um, uh, of episodes. You know, I think it's it's uh, 
it, it it's it's not you know what i would consider like you know a, a top top classic right you know for me you know my, my, my favorite of all time is uh, eye of the beholder yes um nice. and um you know and and let's face it there are some others that are just so iconic you know to serve man it's a good life time enough at last yeah. so four of us are dying doesn't doesn't rise to that level um but it is it's but it's it's very good um uh you know, I would say it's a it's a solid uh, it's solid a... B. I would say, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say that a B plus. You know, maybe. Yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's in the it's in the top third of the class. I mean, it would pass. Right. Would... Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> definitely. You know. And I mean, sure. You know. I mean, you you you, you, you mentioned. You know, how, how would you how would you know all these details? I mean, you know, I mean, with a lot of these types of stories, I mean, anytime you kind of push it a little bit. You're like, well, wait a minute, how would this? You know? Yeah. Ex- but exactly. but uh, but I, you know, obviously they're just meant to be you know, in entertainment, but, uh, suspension of disbelief, just, it's, it's okay. Just ignore that. You uh, gotta have a little bit of that. Yeah. Well, well, if, if you really want to get nitpicky, uh, <laughs> you know, at the, at the very end there, you, you have to wonder, I'm like, okay, if he's cycling through all these identities and he finally, you know, the very last scene is it pans away. He, you know, you can see that he's arch again Yeah. and, and presumably he's cycled through all these identities and the father's just continuing to stand over the body impassively. And I'm thinking, <laughs> Wouldn't you be if you shot what you thought was your son, and all of a sudden he like morphs through all these different faces and finally ends up with a completely different face? I mean, wouldn't you just be like standing there horrified, like what in the holy hell is going on here? I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? And may, I mean, maybe he is. Maybe he's just he's frozen like a deer in a headlight. Just in like, shock, right? Uh... Yeah, he's just in shock. Who knows? <laughs> Shit. Right, right. I, yeah, I mean, clearly. I'm just gonna go back to my newsstand. Right, right. I'm just gonna write. Yeah, I never should have confronted Andy. You know, so. <laughs> Andy's still doing is, bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. And when you stop and think about it, if he he thinks he shot Andy, now the one the one thing that's kind of interesting when you think about it again, you know, if we really want to poke this, he he impersonates Johnny Foster. Johnny mm-hmm. Foster's dead. He impersonates Virgil Sterig. Virgil Sterig is dead. He impersonates Andy Marshak. Andy Marshak is presumably a living human being. That's right. Yeah. He's a boxer. So I'm thinking <laughs> an interesting sequel would be Andy Marshak says, hey, Dad, I'm finally decided to reconnect with the family. What? Wait, <laughs> you know? wait, 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 <laughs> Huh? What? I shot you, you dirty rat. You know? <laughs> no, no the... Andy. No, Andy. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then it, and he falls out a window. There you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, it's the most unusual camera. And exactly. Ah, where everybody's falling out a window. <laughs> end of end of end of the fever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Something uh, like that. But it's yeah. yeah. Or or perchance a dream where he just jumps out a window. Ah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah. You should have. Yeah. At the beginning of that, you know, you see him walk over and he looks down. Quite a drop. And you're like, yeah. And there's only one reason to look out that window, and that's because at some point you're going out it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why else would we look out? Economy of framing. Yes, exactly. So, all right. Well, well. Thank, thank you so much, man. Um, is there is there anything that you'd like to you talk about, like your website or anything like that? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. If I could just mention, uh, yeah. I mean, for me, the main thing has been uh, the Twitter page. Um, if I, you know, had a do over, I probably would have tried to get the handle the twilight zone but unfortunately any it, anything even close to that it was taken a long time ago so yeah. it's uh the night gallery um on on twitter that's where i, I do most of my uh social uh, my fanning uh but 
Yeah. And then uh, I have uh, my blog. Now, the, the banner, it's called Shadow and Substance, but right. the the actual URL is thenightgallery.wordpress.com. And uh, so thenightgallery.wordpress.com. And um, if you look in the archives on there, you'll find, uh, or actually I have a tab at the top that says Serling's Rezoning Efforts. And I have the article in there that uh, compares Johnson's short story to uh, the final episode in a little more detail. So if you want to check that out. And um, let's see. Oh, and I have a, a, a Facebook page as well. It's uh, facebook.com slash of shadow uh, of of shadow and substance. Of shadow and substance. Yeah, I, I tried to do just shadow and substance, but that was taken, so I had to do of shadow and substance. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's on there. Okay. Well, there's links if you go to you know if you go to if you find the blog, you know then then it's got links to all this other stuff. So and there's even Pinterest as well. So excellent. Oh, excellent. I don't do that very much. So. <laughs> So, uh, yes, check uh, it out. So. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I will. So I'll make sure to put all those links uh, into the uh, to, into the post, into the show notes. Um, Terrific. And so th- those will be available for, for anybody to easily access you. Wonderful. Great. Uh, and so it's been terrific. I'm glad you're uh, glad you're doing this and uh, that, you know, that it's uh, early enough on that I can kind of enjoy them as they come out. Rather than discovering it, say, by the time you were halfway through the fourth season, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, yeah. uh, no, man, I, I, I sincerely appreciate you coming on uh, because, you know, getting people who love the Twilight Zone, Rod Serling, really, um, and, and getting them to uh, talk about the shows and give insight, great insight, you know, as you have, uh, is, is really what, what the show's about. And really getting it out there to anybody who's, who's interested, who maybe is just getting into the Twilight Zone, you know. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because you figure that it, it's great to see. I mean, it just gets new fans every, all the time, and it's so terrific. I mean, you know, when you think about it, it's just it, you figure it's been over fifty years since the show debuted. Yeah, and there are so many uh, things that people can watch, and it's just mind-boggling. It's just, and people still, I mean, the show just has this amazing staying power, and it's remarkable how. I mean, yes, of course, obviously the fashions look different, but, but it's, it's, it's timeless. It yeah. really is. I mean, these stories just have an appeal that, uh, you know, are just, just crosses generations. And, uh, I think we'll keep doing so for, you know, forever, probably. Yeah. <laughs> if I have, if I have my way, my son will make sure he watches all of them. <laughs> there you go. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then, and then. Then he'll see him again when he grows up, and he'll just be like, "Wow, I I, I never really caught that reference before," you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know, because I can remember seeing him as a kid, and then I saw him again older. I mean, you know, let's face it: you watch Walking Distance as a kid, you're not going to get the same thing you get out of it. No, you know, it's when you when you're older, and uh, so yeah, yeah, it's uh, but the, but the, but see, that's part of the reason I think that it sticks around and why it's still so popular is because it really can be appreciated on on. Uh, on so many different levels. So, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Uh, again, thank you so much. Sure. Yeah, and, my pleasure. And get a chance to do it again sometime. You, you, if, if you want to anytime, you, you okay. just let me know. Great. Um, and for everybody else, if you want to, uh, check us out, um, I am on Twitter. I am at S four Y a underscore podcast. I'm also on Instagram S four Y a underscore podcast, or hit me up on Gmail S4YA podcast at gmail.com. 
We're also on Stitcher, iTunes. You can head out to iTunes if you want to rate me. Uh, it's not a requirement or ne- necessary, but hey, you know if you're if you've got a Sunday afternoon that you're busy, you're not doing anything. Uh, there you go. Hit it up. Um, and and that's all. And let's I've... face it. Once once this episode goes viral, there's no there's no telling what. <laughs> <laughs> for both of us this the, is great we're there the sky's the, the limit this guy i tell you we're just you know you know our our, our you know we're attached to a rocket that's just going to keep going that, yeah brandon so. that, that's right that's right and and hopefully it's not a death ship there you go right yeah right speaking of ross martin right? yes yeah, exactly right so yeah that's why connection <laughs> good deal uh all right cool deal well thanks again paul and uh until next time to everybody uh we'll see you later